Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. I, of course, am your host, John Crevillian, and I'm joined with my co-hosts, Mary Carlton. How are you, Mary? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And Steve Freitag, how are you, sir? It's going to be a chatty day, Mary. I know. Exactly. Need more coffee. <laughs> I can't tell now if it's the, the the heat that's kicking on or the F-35s are going over my head, but yeah. Hopefully we're good here on this side of Madison, you know, listening to the sound of freedom is usually, usually nice, I guess, if you have the right perspective, but sure, sure. Always but when like, something comes up, yeah. yeah. Is that John? I was going to say, well, yeah, like when it's like Tuesday morning in Madison, you're like, Ooh, what's happening here? <laughs> they do drills all the time. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Pretty sure if we heard a jet like that flying overhead over here, we'd be like, someone stole that. <laughs> That's just lacrosse for you. Anyway, how are you guys? What's new? How's life? It's good. Yeah, we're about. I know we're ahead of you on weather being down south here, but we're about to start mm-hmm. planting season. So we're done with Christmas and all the the wonderful wonderfulness of that. But now we're planting seeds and things for starting up our new farm season. So. It's about to get Honestly, super busy. Honestly, that's nice. Yeah. Wow, that's it's so wild. fun. We get to plan everything in the spring, what we're going to do, and try to not make the same mistakes we made last year. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, it's fun. Figure out what new, uh, like, Italian-sounding names to give your chickens, that sort of thing. Because <laughs> wasn't it Pablo? <laughs> yeah, Pablo. He's He's been gone for a while. Now we have Sky. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. It's not like Giovanni or nothing no, like that. <laughs> no, my my granddaughter actually named the two new ones we got Sky and Blue because they're kind of a lavender uh, color. So, okay. yeah, we didn't get to That's name cute. those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. My neighbors haven't any, gotten. Go ahead. I just say my. I don't have any chicken stories for you at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I haven't had any for a while. My neighbors had some for a bit, but not anymore. (laughs) Thank God. We can work, move on to something more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Paul prays in Ephesians 3 that we would be rooted and established in love. Love that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. At Cross Council, it's miraculous to watch people transform by the love and truth of Jesus. But some people need a little extra help. We never turn anyone away because of their inability to cover their session fees. Would you be willing to cover that cost for somebody? Somebody who is looking for freedom from something in their life? We are inviting you to be a part of what Cross Council is doing here. Would you be willing to donate to cover someone? Bless them, though you've never met them. You can do that today at crosscouncil.com. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started with the uh, the subject of the day. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about imposter syndrome. 
or you know, the fear of being found out, which, you know, is kind of a, a general ambiguous thing or, well, it can be applied to a lot of different places. I think people can be afraid of being found out in a lot of different ways. I know uh, that's something that's definitely uh, millennials have felt that like if anyone's generation has it specifically mine has dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know where your guys' generations, uh, like how often that's come up over there or for the zoomers. I really don't know where they're at, but, uh, I can definitely speak to this being very familiar and, uh, very much a problem with my generation. But, uh, I'm curious though, what have you guys dealt with, um, as far as like clients are concerned, as far as people walking through cross council's doors, have you seen a lot of that? Well, if we're well, we back. Yeah, you're probably going the same place I am, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm interested. I'm really interested now to see if you were right about what I was thinking. Whoa. Cause by now I just forgot it. <laughs> Do great minds think alike. Stay tuned. <laughs> I was going to say it's been around since Adam and Eve. Right. The fear of being sure. found oh, out. Yeah. Right. Hiding mm -hmm. when you've done something that you know you shouldn't have done. And I think every person on the planet has some level of that still. Right. Some level of performing because they're scared that if they be who they really are or confess what they're really doing, uh, it's not going to go well for them. So that's the way that I see it. Is that what you were going to say, Steve? <laughs> Almost verbatim, other than, other, other than not at all, but yeah, <laughs> I actually thought we, I, I thought to back up a step, just thinking about um, generations and, and Mary, I don't know about you, but I don't remember hearing about all the different syndromes. How many syndromes are there now? If you were to do a Google search on how many syndromes are there? I don't know. Lots. Quite some. So it, your, your point, Mary, actually dovetails into what I was going to say, it seems like we're almost overly obsessed and we, people have to justify, uh, the grants they're getting in a master's program to come up with all these different names or uh, ways to market whatever mm -hmm. the issue is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I think it is sort of essential to go back to those two in the garden and where that started the shame, mm -hmm. the, the distortions that people believe. So I, I so my, I, I don't have a problem in a sense of labeling something and because that gives you maybe a box to work from, but, but I think people get stuck in boxes and uh, not to, not to jump ship from imposter syndrome, but um, I've been thinking about the podcast that we did on narcissism and some of the conversations that I've had. And I think there's just even this temptation for people to like, I mean, just, just picture this, them going to their phone or them going to their uh, tablet or whatever device they're using and going, is my dad a narcissist? Is my mom a narcissist? Is my spouse a narcissist? I'm like, well, that looks pretty narcissistic to me. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. So I don't even like labeling people mm -hmm. with those kind of things. I, what I've told people actually is, okay, this person is, is a child of God. If, if they're following Jesus, you can, you know, this is somebody that they're trying to, maybe order their life a little bit. And one of their challenges is dealing with narcissism. Um, so I, th I just think that's a, a better way to uh, mm -hmm. approach 
those kind of labels. Now, imposter syndrome doesn't that that at least doesn't speak to somebody's identity as mm -hmm. much. So maybe mm -hmm. syndrome isn't the worst thing in the world to to investigate for yourself. So mm -hmm. um, speaking of Google, right? I just I'm like, okay, what what does Google say imposter syndrome is? Just so people know what we're talking about according to Google. So imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external and objective ways. This condition often results in people's people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. So just so we mm -hmm. have a starting point with that, mm -hmm. not that that is the be all end all definition of what imposter syndrome is, but yeah. Yeah, I think we all do they that. Don't think they are sometimes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, anytime we act a certain way to hide feelings that are inside that don't match, you know, mm -hmm. it's a it's a bit of that happening. I think you're right that we tend to categorize people more and more and more than we ever did. You know, I, as a kid, I don't remember very few labels that were put on people. And th those were ones that were generally medically, um, like autism, things like that, that were medically defined. But now it's like <laughs> there's hundreds of labels, you know, for people and your personalities and the Enneagram and all the things that, uh, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of all that. It can help you understand yourself, well, but mm -hmm. but then let's move on to what's happening in my life that needs to change. Right. And I think that if we look at it and, you know, like, yeah, we don't define ourselves by these labels, but we look at these labels as a way to diagnose a problem and then look towards a solution. I think that's the right way to use them, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because, but because those are moving targets. Those those tests that people take. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't trust what, the tests. What, what is. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. No, I'm I'm just saying that people then make it a concrete thing at times. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but some people make it. Well, I am a this. I am a that. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to narrow myself down to that. So, mm -hmm. anyway, getting back to the the idea of being found out. Yes, it it was eye opening. I think I'm pretty sure that it was in. Um, uh, the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, where he talks about um, men, their their big issue is, um, do I have what it takes? Mm -hmm. And so he goes into a little bit of detail with that. And part of that is, you know, just the guy at his desk, just waiting for somebody to tap him on the shoulder and say, um, excuse me, you don't belong here. Mm. So there's some, so I think that actually did capture the imagination of a lot of men. Like, oh, maybe I do struggle with just even that idea. Maybe not, maybe imposter syndrome is a little bit too, too narrow, mm. but, but that idea that somebody is just going to um, say, uh, excuse me, um, mm -hmm. it's time to, for you to move on, which then yeah. we can talk about like the lie based thinking stuff because in, uh, from just the, the, the little research that I did and the videos that I watched, um, when it comes back to imposter syndrome, it's usually people who are more successful, which makes sense um, for that specific thing, because you probably don't have somebody who's digging ditches, who's like, oh, someday someone's going to say, oh, you shouldn't have achieved so much, you know, because I think if you're digging ditches, maybe that's the most wonderful thing uh, that you could think you could be doing because there's value and, and dignity in that. So, uh, 
but it, it still comes back down to our insecurities. And so when I think about somebody, you know, tapping me on the shoulder saying, you don't belong here, boy, Mary, we could speak to that. Mm. Yeah. Anything I mean, you want to jump in there? What, if someone did that, what would that feel like? You know, what would that expose? And that's kind of a litmus test. I think you can just ask yourself that question or put yourself in that scenario. What would that feel like? Right. What would be exposed in that moment? And, and that's really what we want to help people with is, is what's going on underneath that so that they can have confidence and peace in their life versus this fear that somebody's going to figure out that I'm not really good at this or someone's going to find out mm-hmm. that, you know, I messed up or whatever that fear is that's going on there. So um, that's what we do, right? That's what we help people do is, mm-hmm. is find out where those feelings are coming from so they can get free of those so that that doesn't, because that, that cycle, that's a painful cycle to be in. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can totally remember growing up with that for most of my life, just fear constantly, fear that I don't belong and they all know it and, and, and they're going to realize, you know, someone's going to say that to me, you shouldn't be here. Just the fear that I'm not going to measure up. It, it's not just a man thing, um, but I think it probably gets exposed more because of the roles that they they play in society, although that's changing a lot too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but getting free of that, getting free of that fear and that guilt that's b- being carried all the time when you're in that that kind of a mindset is is just so wonderful to live in the peace and, and not have to um, constantly be vigilant that you're going to mess up or that people are going to find out who you really are, that you're not good enough, that you don't have what it takes that, that's a lot to live with. And I love it when we help people get free of those things. I think when it comes to even that phrase, I don't belong, uh, along with the fear and, and the possible shame that comes with that, I think a huge part of that for some people could be uh, ab- abandonment, this this sense I don't belong here. Uh, and if I don't belong here, I'm going to be isolated. And that's what we fear the most. So there can be so much wrapped up in I don't belong. When there's a belief that I'm unacceptable, even though you know that Christ has accepted you, mm-hmm. that you have this freedom from your sin, that you have been grafted in, that you're adopted as a son or a daughter of God, there can still be this this deep sense of I'm unacceptable, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. uh, as much as <laughs> some people can feel of I'm worthless, I'm unimportant. So those things can all also play into this I don't belong. And sometimes I look up different strategies for people to kind of cope with some of that stuff. And, and as much as I think that uh, negative self-talk is bad, I don't think we should be treating ourselves poorly in our head. Um, and to whatever extent, mm-hmm. positive self-talk can kind of just help you hobble along a little bit better. What we're actually looking for is not just functionality. What we're looking for is freedom. Mm. And freedom that yeah. only the Lord can provide by aligning our hearts with his. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an awful cycle to be in, Steve, to feel all those emotions and, and to have all those lies underneath there. 
And even if you recognize the lies to tell yourself the truth and to hope that that will make it go away, that that's such, that's a lot of work. I can say from experience, it, 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 it was so much work for me just to keep a persona in place um, in my work life primarily, I think is where it showed up. Um, so yeah, I, I read all the big self-help books back then. In fact, I don't think I was a believer even um, back then. But even when I was a believer, I, I read all the books that Christian people wrote on how to self-talk yourself into freedom. <laughs> and, you know, and I did do it and you know, it, it can help in the moment and it can, you know, what you focus on is what's going to give you strength. So if you focus on those positive things and what the Lord has done, you're going to feel his strength. But, but if deep down you believe something opposite, then you have to continually remind yourself of that truth over and over and over every day and every time that gets triggered. And it's a lot of work and, it doesn't remove the shame of what happens when those lies are triggered. You're still going to have to go through that. And that's the part that I hated was something would happen. And then, oh, this horrible feeling of shame and worthlessness because I hadn't dealt with the lies underneath there. I couldn't perform myself out of those emotions happening. I could talk myself out of them once they happened. But when those lies got triggered, I felt them. And so that never went away until the Lord brought his perspective at the root of those things. And that was such a relief. And, and it, you know, I had many, many things that were like that, where I had to have the Lord's perspective to be able to fully be free. So that's what we're looking for is to bring relief to people of, of all those shameful feelings that we feel for whatever reason that cause us to, to draw away from life because we're afraid that we're going to be found out for who we really are. And deep down, we think we're not enough or whatever it is that that person's dealing with that makes them want to pretend to be something they're not. You know, th those feelings are just so hard to live with on a day to day basis. And we want that struggle to be over for people, you know, and it can be. It totally is for people who are willing to see where those feelings and those lies got planted and invite the Lord in for his perspective. It, it, your thoughts there also uh, triggered a thought about um, we, we want, what was the phrase that you used? We wanted to, we, we don't want them to struggle with that. Is that what you were saying? Yes. We don't want people so, to. Yeah. Because then what, what do we do? We try to overcompensate. And so there are some mm -hmm. people who probably don't have that thought of, I don't belong. Some people have the thought, well, I should have that guy's job. I should be paid mm -hmm. more. I should be mm -hmm. um, elevated up the chain. And that can be driven by some of the same lies that people believe about themselves. And it's a way of overcompensating. And so their way mm -hmm. of managing the struggle isn't being a quote unquote victim of it. It's almost mm -hmm. to um, be an oppressor in that sense, mm -hmm. uh, because it's still trying to cover those things up. And what I was also thinking was um, it's, I don't think uh, our 
our work here uh, on earth is supposed supposed to be without struggle but i think the more unnecessary struggles uh, mm-hmm. that we are dealing with because there is the the struggle of um, what happens just on a daily basis in a broken world i think to mm-hmm. to to square your shoulders and stand up straight and to take take a look at okay what are the the challenges that God has put in front of me or that are just simply mm-hmm. in front of me? How can I um, seek to bring some sort of good out of a broken world as, as God uh, helps me be aware of those things that need to be attended to in my life, in my world, in my reach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get the stuff out of the way that's lie-based thinking that's causing mm-hmm. unnecessary pain and struggle in our life so we can focus our energies on truly winning souls for the kingdom and and building God's uh, kingdom here on earth and all the things that he's called us to do. But I just know for myself, I I spent way more energy managing myself than I than I ever spent helping others, you know, back in the day before the Lord started to work on some things. Um, and I think that's true. Of a lot of people. The question that I ask people is, you know, whether they're overcompensating or whether they're shrinking back and being a victim in their life, do they feel peace? And are there areas where they don't feel peace? Because mm-hmm. I was an overachiever kind of a person that hid all the stuff underneath. Most people would not have known what I, what I just confessed about feeling worthless and all that. They would not have known that. They would not have seen that because I worked so hard to to achieve. But peace was the last thing I felt. I rarely felt peace in my life until the Lord started to inter- intervene. And so, yeah, whatever it is we're doing, um, we know we want to do it out of a, a sense of peace and connection with the Lord and not self-managing or self-promoting or self-protecting that all of that is what is so much work it's a struggle that we don't need to be fighting mm-hmm. so and to maybe put an even finer point to it if you are struggling with some sort of sense of who's uh, who's the next person or who's is there somebody that's going to tap me on the shoulder and say you don't belong here instead of just telling yourself oh, i do belong here and, and telling yourself some, some truths, uh, we invite you <laughs> to mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel what that feels like and to identify mm-hmm. what's really going on there and just asking the Lord to help you connect to some places where maybe you bought into that before, because that's mm-hmm. what we would do if somebody came in for a session. And it's usually easier to have somebody else in the room with you. That's part of our, that is our job, but just mm-hmm. to start thinking about, huh, maybe I've felt this sa- the same way. I haven't had this job. I haven't been in this position, but maybe this stuff traces back to things that I've carried for a long time. And and to lean into the Lord about that. I think he just loves when we press into those things and, and to seek him and see what he has mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. I, I read a quote by C.S. Lewis the other day. And I really, it really spoke to me. And he said, fallen man is not simply an imperfect creature who needs improvement. He's a rebel who must lay down his arms. Mm -hmm. And 
I realize that's really more truthful because we have these strategies that we use where we lean on our own understanding and our the arm of strength is our arm of strength. And when we're in that place where we, we won't lean on the Lord and trust Him, um, His strength is actually prevented from being evidenced in our life to the degree that He would like it to be. Because it's like we have our own system already figured out, and this is mm-hmm. how we're going to do it. And so, you know, the Christian walk is, God, I'm laying down all of my weapons, all of my uh, abilities, even all of my things that I've relied on outside of you. And I'm opening the door to you bringing your provision, your answer, your strength in. And it is a process Mm. of laying ourselves down to do that. But so worth it. His stuff is so much better than ours. Right? <laughs> In every way. <laughs> no podcast is truly complete without a C.S. Lewis quote. Truly. <laughs> this has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you.